Welcome to Rock the Midlife Show, a podcast that brings you fun and interesting conversations to inspire, motivate, and encourage women on their journey through midlife. I am your host, Alinka Tercic. This episode originally aired on my previous podcast, Coffee Chat with Dream Life Creators, and I feel it will be valuable to you too. Enjoy. And today I am chatting with Zoe Foster. Zoe has such an incredible bio, but uh, sorry, I can't even pronounce half of, the, half of these titles, so I will not. Uh, hey, Zoe. Hey, Lenka. I'm so happy to have you here because I know that our chat will be magical and, uh, you know, really creative and everything that you are. But you chose the title for, the, for, this, uh, for this show and it is transcending the physical uh, for ultimate well-being. So let me ask you first, what does that mean? Wow, well, that's a really good question to start with. Let's just dive straight right in. Yeah, um, so... I, yeah, go on. No, I just wanted to, because it will be in the title and I'm sure that a lot of people don't even, uh, maybe they have an idea, but they don't really understand what, what did you mean by that? Of course. So I chose this because um, it's been a theme through my own well-being journey and more and more so, you know, it, you know, like all of these kind of um, journeys that we have, the messages that we find along the way um, become stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, we might forget about them for a little while and they come back and they slap us in the face a bit more and, you know, <laughs> until we get the message. Eventually. It's called life. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so this has been my biggest one, really, and it is essentially, in a nutshell, um, about not forgetting our physical selves, because obviously, you know, it's incredibly important to look after our body, to, you know, do as much as we can to be in our bodies. That's one of the biggest issues that I think we also have. but it's not getting stuck in the body that's what it's about i i really really see that these days when people are talking about well-being and being healthy and being vibrant they're really focusing just on the physical on on you know the food that they eat on the exercise that they do on the supplements that they take you know getting even even getting enough sunshine or whatever it is and yet we are so much more than just our physical, you know, I can't express that enough. And like I said, this has been, you know, slap, 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 slap for me, like over and over and over again, whenever I get stuck in the body is really when I'm at my sickest, you know, even if I'm already experiencing symptoms, if I get stuck there with the symptoms and with trying to fix the symptoms or trying to alleviate them, I get, I, I just get stuck in that zone of, of feeling ill, of feeling, you know, low energy, of feeling at my, at my worst. And so transcending the physical is acknowledging for a start that you're not just a physical being, you know, you are a soul, you are a spirit, even when you're at your lowest point. And believe me, physically, emotionally mentally i have been at my lowest point 
several times and it's horrible and I know how it feels that you you feel like you can't even connect to that spark inside you sometimes because you're so depleted but it's a practice it is a practice and so connecting to those parts of you the inner energies and the outer energies are so crucial to feeling whole to feeling connected and to feeling good to feeling healthy awesome so you mentioned a few times your journey and your own struggles with everything and i know that you have a lot of uh chronic conditions a lot of struggles can you share your journey what you what you experienced what you had and how you overcome it yeah so um in 2013 i basically made the choice to come off um all of the medication that i was taking for my asthma and my eczema and um so i want to start off by saying i don't you know this is not saying like you know stop taking your medication people that's not what i'm saying here i'm just sharing my own story of course um but i made that choice because they weren't working for me particularly the um, topical steroid creams that I was using for my eczema you know my eczema was just getting out of control I was it was and I've had both of these conditions as long along with many other chronic um, issues since I was a child since I was an infant actually so I've been taking these medications my whole life basically and in terms of the topical steroid creams um, you know I was putting it on patches of my skin and and it would maybe alleviate it for a little like a day or two and then it would come back and it would spread and it would get worse so i was getting it you know it was breaking out all over in places i'd never had it before i was just really 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 suffering so i went to the doctor you know god you know, help me can you do some tests you know maybe i need something else in my diet or whatever and he said, well, here you go. Here's some stronger topical steroid creams. <laughs> so I went away for a year and I, and I still, I still, I've got a lot of forgiveness to do about this because for that year, I know I could have been doing something really good for myself. And instead I chose to use the stronger creams for a whole other year. And again, eventually they stopped working um, my skin was worse than ever. I was experiencing, you know, kind of random breakouts and worse asthma, worse allergies, worse um, chronic fatigue. Just everything was impounding. Basically, it was, it was, you know, I, I was, <laughs> I was barely able to kind of um, uh, focus at all, and. I had two small children, obviously, to look after, as along with everything else. And I thought, there's no choice. I can see, you know, my life moving forwards, basically taking these um, medicines and knowing that they're just masking the symptoms. They're just suppressing the symptoms. They're not doing anything to heal me. So I've got the choice of moving forwards and like I'd spent the last year, you know, basically using stronger over more areas for more time 
or I can actually look, start looking at the root causes, the root issues of why this is happening, of why my body is just, you know, shutting down. Essentially it was, it was really shutting down. And that was the start of my journey. So since 2013, um, after that, I went through 18 months or so of really intense um, healing, like a healing crisis. Um, I was largely housebound. I mean, I had to leave the house sometimes to kind of, you know, do things with my kids, look after them, take them to nursery, things like that, whilst my partner worked. Um, but essentially, I was in so much pain, agony, discomfort. Um, I couldn't sleep. You know, I, I didn't sleep for like nine months other than periodically my body just, you know, shutting down from, from fatigue. Um, wow. And it was, yeah, it was, it was really horrible. Um, and after the 18 months, I'd actually reached my, my kind of worst point. Going into 2014. And I, I, I remember thinking, you know, is this it? Is this how I'm going to expire? You know, I, I got to that point, I thought, well, maybe I'm dying. <laughs> because everything was so it didn't seem to be getting better it seemed to be getting worse and of course the doctors they couldn't do anything because the only choice the only choice they physically have in their kind of capability is to give the steroids and the steroids steroids were designed by the way to be used in an emergency so obviously they they pep up the adrenals you know they kind of get the body kind of revved up into that kind of fight or flight mode but it helps you deal supposedly with something in a in a in an acute situation and they were never meant to be used long term um and you can imagine what happens when your adrenals are kind of you know they're they're oh, in, in the overrun right exactly they're they become dependent on this cortisol this fake um uh, cortisol that is being kind of slathered on and absorbed into the body or inhaled into the lungs um and when you take that away your body obviously has you know and, and bearing in mind i'm talking about maybe 30 plus years of that my body didn't really know anything different and so it suddenly had to not just repair all the damage that had been done, but figure out how to even work basic processes because it didn't know. So wow. <laughs> there was a lot, there was a lot that I had to do. And when I was at this ground zero point thinking, you know, maybe this is it. Um, I remember thinking, I just, I don't know where else to look. I don't, you know, there's, there's this, it feels like nothing. And it wasn't like a bolt from the blue. It wasn't like angels came in singing or anything like that. But I had this really slowly dawning realization that 
there was something bigger. There was something that wanted me to live, that wanted me to, to use my experience as well to help others, even at that point. And, and also, so as a, I'm just going to interject here. In my 20s, I was manic depressive. <clears throat> and uh, just being really totally, you know, honest and open here, um, there were several times that I, I considered suicide. Um, and at the crucial point, every single time, the main thing that stopped me was a kind of inner stubbornness. <laughs> that, that this, you know, I kind of, even though I felt so horrendously low, I refused, my soul refused to give up. And that was how it was in this instance as well. My soul was refusing to give up. And it just, it basically asked me for a chance to shine. You know, it was saying, listen, <laughs> listen, listen to me. Instead of focusing on all of this, you know, the, the physical trauma, the emotional and the mental trauma, listen to me. And that was my, if you like, that spiritual side, the spiritual energy, which I've never truly tapped into because I grew up in an atheistic family. And so um, that energy was all around me and I never quite uh, kind of accepted that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I did, you know, it was, I, I've always struggled with that side of things, even in my, my yoga teacher training, for example. Um, even, even going to yoga classes, you know, when I got into yoga, I would I'd really struggle with the kind of the more spiritual aspects you know and all the kind of talk of chakras and energy and and um and saying namaste at the end of class you know i just all of that it really triggered that kind of atheistic um you know upbringing basically and so i have always suppressed that side of myself i've never really trusted it as well but about 18 months when i was at that ground zero point it spoke to me and it said, you've just got to listen. You know, enough's enough, basically. You've just got to listen now. And I did. And I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating at all. From that day forwards, I made a choice to connect to that part of me and to honour it. Just even just once or twice a day to fully connect and to feel it in my body. And I, I got better. There's the, you know, I, I made so much progress in those next few months. I didn't do anything else different. But I made so much progress in that, in that next year, basically. And I've had to keep reminding myself of that. So every time, you know, like all chronic um, conditions and healing from anything going through any kind of healing crisis um you go through uh, ups and downs ups and downs ups and downs. You go backwards a little bit you go up and down you know it's definitely never linear and i've had to keep reminding myself of that so every time i go down and have a dip uh, to connect back into that and not to just think oh i've got to take more 
you know, eat more green stuff, I've got to exercise more, I've got to do all of these things, because it's not, yes, that's important, but actually I would say connecting to your spirit, to your soul, to your inner light, and out into the wider world and universe is more important, so much more. Wow, I love it. I love it. And I can really relate to that because I have a situation with my mother. And like you said, this is not uh, any medical advice or what, you know, our listeners should do. But my mom was suffering from depression. And after my father died, she started to drink. She gained weight. She was really, you know, very, very uh, low and because she gained weight and she was not you know all the blood pressure the heart a- any condition that you can imagine and they were just adding more and more and more pills and at the end it was so bad that you know whenever I took her to the hospital to or for the checkups or whatever because obviously I'm at home I was always the driver for her uh, they start asking me oh does she has Alzheimer's or uh, does she has dementia and I'm not, I'm like, no, she's perfectly fine. She's, you know, yeah. and then one day she decided I will not take any pills anymore <laughs> because they wanted to, to uh, insert her a pacemaker for the heart. Yeah. Uh, and she said, no, I'm, I'm done with anything. When I'm meant to, <laughs> to die, I will die. I am not taking any, sur- any surgeries, any medications. No doctor will touch me anymore. And this was like three years ago. And my mom is so bright. And so she knows all our phone numbers of every child, grandchild, all her friends. She's learning. I bought her uh, that. It's like a calendar, you know, when you turn pages and every day it's like a poem or quote or something. So every morning she learns by heart this poem and then she, (laughs) she... she tells them to everyone that wants to listen to her. And she's so different. She's, yeah. it's a normal, you know? Oh, wow. And it, it's fun to talk to her. It's fun to visit because she knows things. Before, I was always like, I, I never knew, you know, how I, will, how I will find her. Will she be able to talk? Will she be delusional? Or will she talk about something? Or, you know, even attacking us for something that we didn't do. But she didn't know better so i totally can relate to that how the and even though i admit you know that of course sometimes medications are great like you said if you're keep adding and adding and adding you know and you know different medications starts clashing it's it it can make you know our bodies (laughs) to function even worse than the medications was meant to help with yeah. And what you said about, you know, connecting with your inner self and your soul. Uh, and we all know, I mean, I know, and you, you obviously know too, uh, that, you know, everything that goes around with the emotions and everything reflects in our body. Definitely, yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, we are never taught to, to deal with this in this way. Yeah, and our bodies, our bodies always want to come back to 
balance. You know, they're, they're des but our bodies are designed to continually balance. And that's why we get symptoms, you know. So they're saying, it's our body saying, look, something's not quite right. You know, you might want to do something about this rather than, you know, we think of the symptoms that come up, whether that's, you know, headaches or skin problems or, you know, fibromyalgia or whatever it is, we think of those things as the problem. And they're not the problem, they're the symptoms. Yeah. And so instead of thinking, well, we've got to treat the symptoms, we've got to do something there in order to alleviate them, which obviously sometimes you have to do that as well, just to get through the day. Um, and one example of that is as I was going through my, my, um, my withdrawal process and my healing crisis, although I'd stopped all of my um, steroid medications and everything, um, I ended up having to take tons of antihistamines because I was obviously so itchy, you know, I was so intensely itchy all over, um, all the time. And, and I couldn't sleep as well. So I had to take sleeping pills for a little, for a short while. But again, you can only take them for, you know, a short time before they stop working. And you've got it, your body's got to find that balance again. So it's, yeah, it's, it's so hard. You've got to, you've got to learn to inhabit this body, to trust it. Oh, that's so hard. And, um, and like you say, yeah, connecting with that inner purpose, that inner light. And that really helps so much and so many different levels. It helps with the trust part, certainly. So about about your journey, uh, and you said the withdrawal phase, and you decided to to just quit the pills and everything, and the, you know to go into a more let's say natural way of of being. Uh, what was your what was your guiding point? I mean, did you follow someone? Did you have any help? Did you have any specific techniques? what did you use to get you through through this phase because you know just saying okay i will quit i, I assume it's like I, I will quit smoking but you know without the some kind of peer support or someone to to really help you go through it it's yeah. difficult to be alone in the in this journey oh my god yes oh my god <laughs> and so I want to preface my answer by saying that we live in a society where we are used to um, giving our response, our self-responsibility for our health in particular away. So you know, we say, oh, this is wrong with me. I've got to go to the doctor. And the doctor gives you some advice and or some medication and you go away and you follow that mostly. Um, it's very rare that we kind of maybe use our own intelligence and I don't just mean our brain intelligence, I mean our, yeah. you know, our enteric intelligence, our uh, heart intelligence, our bodily intelligence to kind of assess the situation. And even in that doctor's office, you know, does what he or she has said to you, does that feel good? How many times have you left a doctor's office thinking, I don't really want to do this, but I can't, I don't know what else to do, you know? Yeah. 
And so there's definitely, definitely a big part of learning to trust ourselves and our bodies um, that is sadly really missing in our society. And when you have grown up in that kind of conditioning and you don't have peers around you who have that kind of um, that bodily intelligence or, or connection either, then it is incredibly hard you feel alone if you've got if you if what your doctor has given you doesn't seem to be working where else do you go you know so yes there's there's tons of alternative therapies obviously and, and that is um a fantastic resource but so many people feel so overwhelmed they don't know where to start with that or they maybe try something for a little while and it doesn't seem to be working because alternative therapies take time. Um, and again, it's not everything for everyone or for every, every illness, right? So you have to kind of find what works for you. Yeah. So, um, so what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> how did you go through this, this oh, phase? How did you overcome all this? Uh, yeah. So, I did have a, a form of peer um, support, which was the, um, when I basically realized what was happening, of course, I, you know, did some Googling and I found some support groups that, and suddenly, you know, oh my God, it, it all makes sense when you find these thousands of other people who are going through the same thing. Yeah. And you think, oh my God, you know, it's, it's such a relief in some ways. Um, so I had that, I had, you know, in those groups who I, they were a life support because I could talk to them via, you know, the, the medium of technology um, at like three in the morning when I was in the bath, you know, when I was feeling horrendous, I couldn't sleep and I was just like thinking everything was awful. You know, I would read through the posts of people who, um, were either at the same stage as me or they were further along and you know the kind of light that they could give um, and the hope and the inspiration and that was that was really fundamental I have to say definitely um, so I, I'm really grateful to have that pure support um, and then I had my yoga training so actually <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence at all that basically I started my I officially started my teacher training in 2012 um, about nine months before I went fully into my healing crisis and that that first nine months as well i was experiencing loads of really weird kind of symptoms and you know like i said there was all kinds of stuff coming up that i kind of thought well this is clearly not working um and then i went fully into my healing crisis and my yoga teacher training really saved me because not only did it give me a lot of tools and intelligence you know things that i that i could finally kind of understand that's why i feel this way or 
that's what maybe why a lot of those symptoms are coming up or you know even just how to deal with things like the the chronic stress that i was under so when you have that level of pain and discomfort all the time it's intrinsically you know it's kind of it's completely linked with stress so the one affects the other clearly um but i was i was basically i was stressed out the whole time and i wasn't sleeping which adds to it and i was in lots of pain which adds to it and i was in lots of emotional and mental discomfort which adds to it so it's just this incredible ball of stress and then i had my yoga training my yoga teacher training and my yoga teachers and my my peer group of them to help support me so i would go to some of my teacher training weekends um and i'd lie there on my mat and um, not being able to move because i was in so much pain but basically absorbing the energy yeah, you were still there exactly the information and all of that stuff just absorbing it you know listening to it being in that space being present as much as i could with with them and with their energy instead of just focused huddled up on a ball with my own pain so that was also incredible awesome. and obviously yeah go on so what would you tell someone who's going through the same issue not same but similar issues as you uh would be like a one way that they can start digging their way out wow yeah so <clears throat> definitely find some kind of support and i appreciate that can be incredibly hard so in all transparency my you know i didn't have i didn't really didn't have family support i didn't have friends because people didn't understand you know and i, I get that people didn't really didn't understand what i was going through or why you know like why have you done this to yourself <laughs> why are you not going to the doctor why are you not fixing it and it's like well i am trying to fix it um so i really get that and even my husband bless him you know he, he became my carer you know he didn't ask to be he just kind of he was landed that job and he didn't always again he didn't always understand he didn't always empathize or um even sympathize <laughs> um <clears throat> so yes yeah, you've you've got to find some kind of support group somewhere and that could just be um you know like some online forums or it could be uh um if you can't get out of the house maybe contacting a local yoga teacher for example um contacting me you know obviously i've been through it so i can i can kind of help as well but having some kind of support somebody who can empathize and help in those moments where you just you just don't feel like you've got any anybody to kind of connect with um and other than that there's so many tools that you can use to basically 
rewire your own nervous system. So, like I said, I was under chronic stress the whole time, but that didn't stop me every day, basically because I didn't have a choice, practicing all of the, you know, the, the breathing techniques that I had, the meditation and the visualization techniques that I had, and even, even just small kind of embodied, really embodied awareness of the pain. Because if you, if you deny yourself that connection, then you're denying yourself that embodiment of your, of your, you know, your own self. And so actually acknowledging the pain and moving into it just gently using the breath, using your mind and your emotions and your spiritual connection with that light to really help you. That's so important to help you move through it with integrity. And without that, without each of those kind of five points, you're, you're only treating one little aspect and all and some of the others are going to come up and bite you <laughs> basically awesome awesome so you you said that people can also reach uh to you and you will have them and i know that, that this is what your work is all about as well so where can people find you uh to learn more and uh just few words about your freebie that you're giving i will post the link later in the in the blog and under the the video so uh, they can find it but uh, cool yeah and they can like, connect to you yeah and i'd like to just end as well on just a really short um embodied visualization i'll take like maybe a minute or two okay just give somebody give give people a, a tool that they can they can access so you can find me on lifeenergyalchemy.com lifeenergyalchemy.com um i am transitioning the site at the moment so if there's nothing there for the, if it's kind of freaking out then that's why but it'll be back up <laughs> soon um <clears throat> and i'm on on uh instagram is kind of one of my favorites and facebook in particular i am on twitter as well but i don't really use it and pinterest um at zoe km foster so at zoe z-o-e K.M. Foster. Awesome. I will post all the links below this this uh, video and audio so people can find you. And I'm sure that there are a lot of them, you know, that are really looking for that information because as we all know, you know, the, the, the pills and the pharmaceutical industry is really pumping us with all sorts of, of medications and you know sometimes they're not that good uh, as they should be yeah yeah well like i say it's really about taking responsibility for your yeah. own health and recognizing at the same time you know there's no judgment in this if you need some medications to get you through certain kind of transitions or as a route to finding your own kind of holistic well-being then do so but it's it's really about learning to trust your instincts your intuition your body and its messages to you and finding the tools 
all of the tools and all of the support that you need to do that and to move through that. And so the, the freebie that I'm offering is, it's it really starting to kind of get you into that zone. Um, it's about accessing your kind of energetic superpowers, if you like. So it is connecting your body, your breath, your mind, your intuition and inner power and your kind of spiritual connection. It is all of that. So it's giving you that kind of, you know, holistic gift to connect to all of those things and actually recognize how that feels to you. So in particular, if you've got a lot of negative energy around you, if you've got people in your life who are draining you or even just a situation in your life that's draining you, then this is going to help you to connect with the, that bigger power within yourself and that bigger power outside of yourself. And it's oh, going to awesome. Superhuman. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for this gift. And like I said, I'm sure that many will benefit from it. Uh, thank you for being here with me and sharing your journey with us. And I'm sure it's, it's continuing to be uh, beneficial for you and healing <laughs> and, you know, sharing the message that you, that you still have inside. Um, it was such a fun talking to you. I think that we'll all learn a lot. Uh, thank you. It's been fantastic talking to you too. Awesome, awesome. So I'm Alinka Tercic and this was another coffee chat with Dream Life Creators. See you later. Bye.